It's hard to hear the truth with so many people talking. Join your host as he engages in unfettered conversation with folks sharing their perspective on how businesses, political policies, technology, and world events impact their families and communities. If you want to turn your thoughts into actions, listen to the Brother of Light, dropping wisdom in your left ear and knowledge in your right. Folks, thank you for joining us on this uh, exciting episode of Folks Unfettered. Uh, like she said, I'm your host, Gene Folks, and we are excited today about this episode. We're having a conversation with Mr. Ethan Weiss. He is um, represents the New Jersey Devils Prudential Center. A little bit of background about Ethan is uh, he comes, he hails from St. Paul, Oregon, attended the University of Oregon. He has a degree in sports journalism. And he is—he uh, likes hiking, road trips, fantasy football. He's a pop culture trivia enthusiast. And one of the reasons why we uh, had Ethan uh, on the program is it's a continuation of our Alchemy of Leadership series where we not only engage and have conversations with senior leaders across industries, but we also take an opportunity to identify those individuals who are up-and-coming leaders in their respective fields and somebody that really catches my attention because they are professional, they are sharp and engaged in what they do. And I met Ethan attending uh, an event at the Prudential Center uh, at a New Jersey Devils game. Ethan was my representative, and he really caught me with the manner in which he engaged me professionally and on a personal level and decided to invite him on the podcast as someone that I believe will one day take over the mantle of uh, leadership regardless of what he does. Ethan, how are you this uh, Monday hey. afternoon? Oh, fantastic, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate that that kind intro. No, it's, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure to know you these past few months now, and I appreciate you, uh, you having me come on the, on the podcast. I'm excited to, excited to chat here. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I am too, actually. And so I know that uh, you were kind enough, but we saw you at the Cirque du Soleil event. And, um, boy, I tell you, that intermission, I, I think, like you said, I could just talk to you all day because uh, – it's nice to be able to share information back and forth and really watch you do what you do. So um, casual conversation, just in your own words, if you will uh, express who you are, what you do. I know I did the, the bio, but uh, it's always better when it comes from you and, and, and sort of tell us a little about your trek from um, St. Paul, Oregon to, uh, to the Big Apple. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, St. Paul, Oregon, uh, hold for applause. I'll, I'll, give, uh, I'll, give, I'll give the audience a a chance to look up what the heck that place is uh yeah really really small um farm town from from oregon um and i uh, just about really center of the state close to portland close to salem oregon you'd recognize those cities more than st paul uh only 400 people are uh it would be the capacity of the town about 450 or so um and it, I mean, that's about as small as it gets and that's and that's really like my biggest like character trait is <laughs> coming from a place like that to I could, I mean, that, that number alone, just, you know, that, that it's just like small town uh, history. It's just like, it goes back to centuries of ancestors. And I mean, it's just, it's insane. Like I, the, hearing the story, telling people the stories of, of how small it is, it, they just never really can wrap their head around it. So the fact that I'm now here in, you know, the big apple, the big city, as you just mentioned, um, or, or adjacent, I guess, uh, in, in New Jersey, it's, it's, it's been quite the journey, but Yes, uh, uh, yeah, St. Paul, Oregon, uh, big family, three younger siblings. I'm the oldest of four. 
two amazing parents. Um, they're all still back in Oregon. Uh, I've been out here on the East Coast for, for a year and a half, started in Philly for, for a little bit, uh, for six months. And I've been here in, uh, in Hoboken, New Jersey for the past, uh, past eight months or so. And uh, I'm with the uh, I'm with uh, Harris Blitzer Sports and Entertainment. They uh, we own the the New Jersey Devils and the Philadelphia 76ers as well as some as some uh, oh, wow. shareholders in in some other teams as well. Yeah, it's it. Josh Harris and David Blitzer are the two owners of the company, and and uh, they uh, they've really been dipping into a lot of other areas within the uh, inventors within the sports world and even beyond that. So I think uh, the Cleveland Guardians is one of the and the, and the MLB is a team that we recently uh, got a share in, as well as the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers in the National Football League. So it's a growing company and, and really successful. So, uh, but the but the Devils though is is where I I work, and uh, I'm I'm part of their new business uh, development team, and we're uh, getting get members and and new people in seats, and you know just really to get them to enjoy experiences to the full you know maximum uh at the uh, at the financial center and that's how gene that's how you and i met and right and it's been a it's been an honor so far and it's kind of the reason that i got into the role in the first place is just is i get to meet so many people in in different you know different parts of where they come from and and i'm able to connect you know their stories of their personal life and and how in, in entertainment and how they want to enjoy things whether it's through you know i don't know personal or business or even a, a mix and then i'm able to connect them to what makes the most sense and finding them, you know, pleasure in the things that I'm, I'm able to connect them to. And it's, it's, it's really, it's really interesting, especially that I'm coming from so far and I'm, I'm then able to, you know, share my story. And, and that's kind of how you and I hit it off right. as well as we did. Um, just cause it's, you know, and you, you've been, you've been around this, uh, this world quite a bit. You've been in a lot of places. So um, I think it, I definitely caught your eye with, with my background of the West coast and, and now it's here, so it's uh, no, it's 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 a fun gig to to meet a lot of people in a lot of different ways. It's, right. it's been really really fun so far. Right, and you and you're you're uh, you're absolutely right. I think that that's one of the things that really um, attracted me to your approach and your process. We were having a conversation, and um, even when you know one of the hallmarks I find of leaders of of, of any generation, any age, is not how they handle things when they go well, but also how they um, improve and listen and ask questions and then adjust as possible to make the experience better for the person that, um, that they're trying to serve. And that's one of the things that, that you did quite well, actually. Not that we had any problems and issues, but you were engaging. And when we were having our conversation, you're like, you know what? Um, I'm representing my organization, and I can always do better. And so, how do we do better? And that's what really caught my attention because you know we've all worn those shoes, right? Uh, here's what leads me to a question, though: is one it was a two 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 prong question. One, what led you from Oregon to New York? Second, how did you engage? What caught? How did you catch the eye of the organization you're working for right now? Yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I led there in the intro with the uh, with the small town in the background of St. Paul. I yeah, so you you mentioned in my bio in the beginning, um, was raised in St. Paul, Oregon, lived there my entire life, and then I attended uh, the University of Oregon for four years uh, and graduated this past year. So I, I was in Oregon my my entire life, didn't really experiencing anything outside of that. Uh, never was further that the first time I went to, I visited New York, which would have been 
this time last summer. So summer of 2021, uh, that was the furthest I've been. Uh, that was the furthest I've been Eastern of Eastern Oregon uh, in my entire lifetime. And that was quite the, it was quite the difference. So it really, it was just a, it was a change of scenery. It was, it was something that it's like, I, I know I was meant for a larger, uh, you know, aspirations and, and I just excitement and something new and like to start this new chapter in my life in my twenties. Uh, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, I have an amazing girlfriend of four years. We met, uh, we met at the university of Oregon. Uh, we've been together since our freshman year and we, we now, and we, we moved across the country together. Now we we're here and we're part of this journey together. And really it was That's just, awesome. it was something, Oh, it's just, it's just, it's That's amazing. So awesome. it, That's so to have no, someone, no, keep going. Yeah. It's awesome. That's awesome. To have someone to yeah. share that with, it yeah. makes it, it's so much more special. Uh, not that, you know, a journey on my own would have been exciting as well, but to share it just makes it even more, even more special for the both of us. She, she's in a fully remote position. And so I, I it was just really, it was, it was wherever I got a role and she was just, let's do it. Let's all go with you anywhere. So that mm. was, she's been, she, it's been, it's been amazing so far, but um, it, yeah, really, it was just like I mentioned that, that change of scenery. It's something that I, I when we were looking at positions and areas to look at it, it, I didn't even really cross my mind to look at places I've spent, you know, in, in between Seattle and Oregon and in places on the West coast, it was like, I want to live, I want to try Boston. I want to try, I want to try Philadelphia. I want to try New York. I want to try, you know, everything out here on the East coast to, to experience something new and, you know, share stories of, of, you know, when I'm older to my children someday, it's like, I, I did this. I lived mm-hmm. here for, for an X amount of time. I want to have these stories. And I, I plan maybe to eventually live back on the West Coast and raise a family out there. I mean, that's where my family still is. That's where my, that's where my family will remain. Um, but this is just something where I can tell my own story and do my own thing for, for as long as I, I can do it for. And it's been uh, – I, I definitely was nervous going into it. But it's, sure. been, uh, it's been – it was just because the, the jump was just so – like I mentioned, it was 400 people in my, in my hometown. We had, we had one – we had one traffic light. It was just a blinking yellow light in the middle of the town. That was, you know, that was, that was it. Right. Um, it, and for, I mean, the first time walking around Times Square, not that I go out there too often, but I was just like, gosh, this is just, I mean, it's out of a movie. I'm living, I'm living in my own movie now. Isn't uh, that and something? it was, it, yeah, this was last summer. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's been quite the ride so far. So that, that really is what transpired this kind of this, this research. Because when I was looking at companies to lead to the second part of your question, it, like I said, it, it was in all these big cities. Like I know, you know, for, and I had this background in sports, you mentioned, you know, sports journalism is what I did at University of Oregon. So sports is, and it matches very well with large hubs. You know, you have your Los Angeles, you have your New York, you have your, you know, your, your Dallas and, you know, these big sports hubs. So it's like, it, it works well with places that matched interests and, where I wanted to live. So luckily I had plenty of opportunities out here in, in New York. Um, and that, uh, that led me right to the New Jersey devils. Uh, it was just a, it was a position that popped up on LinkedIn. I, I really, I gave myself, I mean, I probably was in between internships and I mean, that's really like half of your time in college mm-hmm. is figuring out at least, at least how I, it's like, if I want to go to school and I'm going to pay for this degree and I, you know, my parents helped me luckily for, for, for half of my degree, I paid for the rest of it. Um, and I, I'm not going to waste my time here. You know, other kids are, you know, they're doing what they're doing, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to find myself uh, a career out of this and, you know, actually make use of, of this expensive piece of paper that mm-hmm. I'm, that I'm, that I'm updating <laughs> from this four year experience. And I did just that. I got, I got, I was in every club as, as, as much as possible at school. Um, I was in, I, I was actually, I would, I, I worked for our, 
our student uh, sports radio station. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not too uh, I'm not too shy when it comes to the uh, to the microphone in this kind of format. So mm-hmm. that's why I was pretty excited to join you today. Uh, I'm I'm more used to be on the other end of it right. in a journalist role. Uh, sure. I'm more of the sure. the interviewer rather than the interviewee. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> right. So this is a this is a nice change of scenery, but um, know, right? it's it's yeah it's it's, it's amazing. But uh, you know I uh, yeah. You know, to share your story, you know, that, you know, that never stops, right? Once you get that fire uh, in you to where you want to um, take on new challenges and, 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 and really push yourself, that never stops, right? Like how you are saying that you were on the other, uh, other side of, uh, of this microphone. You know, this started out for me um, as a way to better serve you know my community right um the business community and give those small business owners a voice and having a wall street background that really became important and then as it began to grow i found there were more individuals like us right regardless of age um ethno-economic background it really is just identifying your tribe and i recognized you as a tribe member right? i recognized that spirit that leads me to a question, follow-up question, though. Did the job come first, or did you say, you know what, I'm packing it up, and we're just going to go? Um, the, uh, the, job, I, the job came first. I, I was lucky okay. enough to, to land the role and then, and then figure it out after, and then you know, find a place after that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, it's, yeah, it was something where the, the role came up. I, I, was just, I spent half of my college career really just trying to find that next thing, and I even graduated a term early. I kind of fast uh, fast tracked my, That's my, awesome. uh, and finished a, a term early to give myself those extra months prior to graduating and walking. Um, uh, which would, this would have been, I walked in June of last year, just mm-hmm. prior. I mean, I, I, I started, I, there was a, there was a gap where I think my start date was June 8th, 2021 for 2021 for my current role. And I, I graduated, I walked on June 12th, I believe. So it's like, there was, there was, there was a gap there where it's like I flew out for my first day. Um, to, to Camden, New Jersey, is where I started my office, and then I flew wow. back to back to Eugene, Oregon, to uh, to walk for my graduation. So wow. that was that was that was really really interesting. Uh, like yeah, my my flight miles have definitely been been uh, been going far far further up than it has right. been in the past. <laughs> right, right. Um, that was so that was wild to like share that with my friends because I, I think I landed the role in in May, and and it was a quick quick turnaround because it was mm-hmm. like you're starting. June 8th you're going to be out here in Philly I mean I had to, I had to tell my parents and it was just a crazy crazy thing um, mm-hmm. but yeah the job came first um, applied for it got into an interview stage um, crushed crushed an elevator p- uh, pitch uh, which you can still find on YouTube somewhere <laughs> and awesome. uh, that led me to you know, the next steps in the interview process and and ultimately uh, you know landed the role and and then uh, you know got an apartment and, and made the move out to, to Philly because that's where I started the job and then right. I was fortunate enough to uh, four months into my role, it would have been just uh, just around Halloween. Uh, I was promoted into the position I'm in today with my uh, with my job, which is more of an account executive uh, senior seller role. Okay. Um, and that's that's what led me to um, to Newark because that's where our it's they start if you in a in a in a sales associate in an entry level position they have you start in Camden, New Jersey because mm-hmm. that's where uh, the Sixers practice facility is. Um, and that's where, cause we own both the teams. So they have some of the employees down there. Um, so I lived in Philly for six months, maybe yeah, six months or so, maybe less. And then I got this promotion. They're like, all right, you need to live now 
closer to, to Newark, where the where the where the where the right. front office is, where where the where the Devils play. We need you to he- be here full time. So I'd uh, you know cut my lease short by by half a year and and then sign a lease in and uh, in, in Hoboken, New Jersey, where I reside now. So it's so a very quick turnaround. Fa- right? Is that pretty fast that you've got promoted? Yeah, he, you've been yeah. Wow. They, I, I, wow. It, it was it was pretty fast. They they said when we luckily in a. What kind of led me to, because I mean, it's if you know people catching on, it's like yeah, we mentioned this sports journalism past uh, I had, and I got a degree in sports journalism, but now I'm I'm more of in a business a sales role. So what's the connection there? It really it was just it was the opportunities that there's more in in sales and business, and there's also there's also opportunities for a faster growth mm-hmm. in this career. So that's kind of what led me to my transition from the journalism side to to more of this business centric kind of. Um, role because yeah we, we it was like this is a very fast pace like you know from the start like you'll know four months into it whether mm-hmm. you are going to be fit for this job for x amount of time or you'll want to leave and that's what it was we had 24 people in my rookie incoming class in june of 2021 and by october i just mentioned uh four of us were promoted to the next level and the other 50 i think 15 at the time they left that week they left the they left the organization right why do uh, you why do you so that leads to a couple of questions right because one of the things that um we do with uh folk international group uh in collaboration with uh, partner solutions 21 is we take a look at leadership development strategic planning uh, and also um executive coaching right and so there's this concept, Ethan, that um, it's not a concept that's actually happening, that we have, for the first time in business history, we have five generations uh, working um, in an organization. And there's a silver tsunami that's going to happen, meaning people like myself and others are going to exit their organizations or their companies that they own, and then they look to pass that information off to the next generation. And so the question becomes, how do we develop and train and pass on that knowledge and experience to people like yourself that we identify? And this is a unique opportunity, and it just popped in my head, that you are, you represent a generation you stand out among your generation from the time that we've got to know each other as someone that would be, you know, a next leader now candidate. In your estimation, and I'm leading to a question here, when you look at organizations and when you look at work, because our our ideas of, while we're similar in some ways, our ideas of work obviously would be different. What is important to you when you look in an organization and when you look at potentially hitching your wagon to that organization for a long term, because you said that four of you made it and got promoted and then 20 left the organization. And so what was the differentiator there from your estimation based on your classmates? Yeah, I know that's, that's a fantastic question. I think it, it comes down to a yeah you 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 your ideals need to match with the company as you mentioned, but there's also a side of like you need to figure out what your personal um, you know attributes are and if they match with the organization. And I I I, I was lucky enough to hit both of those. Um, for me, it was like this job. It's it's a sales job. Like it's, at the start of it, 
it's you know it's you know it's it's still a part of my job today more so now it's I you know when you get better at it and you you know you generate leads and it's it's more it's less cold calling but at the start of it it's you know you're making 90 100 150 calls a day um to random numbers and that's a that's a tough it's a tough gig and it's like you know you get you get burnt out so there's pillars that that i you know needed to have in at the very beginning and that was it was it was adversity it was it was you know thick skin it was something that i needed to it's like hey i'm i'm here i and, and there was it was a different story for me because i you know i moved all the way out here a lot of my colleagues you know they were from you know, they were from New Jersey. They were from New York. It was a quick, you know, it's maybe it was easier for them to like move on to the next thing. But I was like, you know what? Like I came all the way out here. I moved thousands of miles away, literally about as far as you can in the country from once from A to B. Right. Um, like I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. But yeah, it was, it was adversity in myself. But as for your question with the company, it was like the biggest thing for me is I need the, the culture needs to be needs teams to match with what it needs to be a very inviting culture. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot, you know, you hear stories now, um, yeah, the the Washington Commanders come to mind. Uh, you know, the formerly known as the as the Redskins. I mean, that's a, that's an organization. Oh, that right, is just right. Been I didn't know they changed fire. their name. They're the Commanders they, now. They they are the Commanders now. I mean, oh, they, wow. they've been under okay. they've been under fire for for uh, for the past maybe five years or so about how they treat their employees, mm-hmm. and, and it's just something you know. It's and that's a that's an extreme example, but I, I you need to have it. It needs to be like I mean, you know, I mentioned the the burned out factor. It's like you need to have an inviting environment that excites you to get to work the next day because it's mm-hmm. it's a tough it's a tough gig. I mean, I mean, mm-hmm. any, any kind of career can have its have its tough parts, but it's it's tough when you're sitting there and you know you're you're getting hung up on and you know there's dead there's deadlines and it's a you know it's a it's a tough job. So you need mm-hmm. to have a mm-hmm. have a have a you know we have a we have an outstanding outstanding leadership team. I, I feel like I'm saying this stuff as if thinking they're going to be listening. I mean, I, I'm like, right, I say, right, right. I could say whatever I want to say, but I, so I genuinely, mean, I genuinely right. mean it. Um, right. It's a, it's a fantastic. It's about maybe a group of eight or nine or so. It's also a very large. I don't have any other. This is my first full time professional experience. I, I was fortunate enough to have an internship mm-hmm. in college with the Seattle Mariners for a, for a short stint. Right, I saw months. that on your so, bio. Right, that must yeah. Be so I was lucky. So this is my second. Um, professional sports league to work mm-hmm. in now, but my first full-time role. So I, I don't have much of a, of a, you know, experience to compare things to, but what I've heard around the league and just around other offices and, mm-hmm. you know, different mentors and people that I've reached out to over LinkedIn is that HVSC and the devil specifically, it's a very, very well respected uh, sales team in mm-hmm. the, in the country. So I, I, I'm very fortunate to have the people and it, and it, it, it checks out right away. It's like, the, you right. know, when it comes to like my manager is outstanding, his manager is outstanding. She that's it's just you know it's there's so many levels and it's like we're involved in a day to day with the like the vice president of of ticket sales like mm-hmm. that's not something that you would see with like he he knows all of us by name and it's mm-hmm. just it's like his office is right there it's like we we meet with him basically on it on a daily mm-hmm. um, and even more so it's like the president of the entire team Jake Reynolds he is there as well he's I mean he walks around we had we just had. Uh, we have a, we have a biweekly meeting with them uh, every 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 month. We meet with them twice, and it's just it's such a involved organization as mm-hmm. as large as it is from top to bottom, and that really makes it it's just it's great to see because they they really want you to like you know these, these are you know your whole thing here is is connecting to 
you know, leaders. And I appreciate you having me join on as I'm probably one of your younger guests that you've had. Absolutely. Um, right. But they, they, you know, they really want us because I mean, this is, you know, primarily, this is a very young, at least the people in my role, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a young, it's, you know, everyone here is, you know, ages of 23 to, to 27 or so. Mm -hmm. like, these are these are young, mid, mid, young to mid 20 year olds. Mm -hmm. um, and they want us, they want to put us in the best, best position possible. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of a mantra in our, in our, in our office is best position possible. They want us to, you know, they want that for our career. It's like, right. if we, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, like, if you come to them and you ask questions that about things that are outside of your department or maybe outside of your team and all together, it's like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna, be they're not going to like oh geez like oh you're going to want to leave it's like they're going to help you and they're mm -hmm. going to reach out to you. they're going to give you the the skills and you know things to to get you to that next level and it's like there's we have a mentor mentorship program that i'm going to be a part of as a senior seller with with my team which okay. is outstanding I mean, you, your whole thing is is future leaders and that's that's me like i want to be a future leader and, I, and that's something like i could have possibly mm -hmm. soon mm -hmm. like i want to be i want to be in management with mm -hmm. with my organization i, I want to be in a role where I'm teaching future sellers, uh, you know, that come in like myself this past year. Um, I want to be in a role where I'm, you know, helping them guide themselves to find who they are, both in, you know, professional world and the personal world. Mm -hmm. So and that's something that, that they've done to me and I, I hope to do to other individuals like myself. Right. And th man, that's amazing to be able to share that. Sounds like you're working with a really um, fantastic organization. And that leads me to a question, right? So a lot of times, when we are, because you've been on your Southern Mike, when we were interviewing, we asked questions of our guests uh, to share information. And I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. I'm gonna actually ask you that if you had, because you represent, for, for my organization, you represent that ideal person, that generation that we want to connect with, right? So advice that you will have for leaders, I have so many questions coming out of what you just said for me. So I'll start with the first one, which in your estimation, what makes a good leader to you that's someone that you would like to follow and why? Second one is, is in your organization, you said that they are focusing not just on the work that you do, but also you as a person. Is that fairly correct in what you said? Yep. And so Absolutely. if you were to give any words of wisdom or advice to those of us that have been in the leadership roles for quite a long time and how to relate to your generation and make it more meaningful and impactful, what advice would you give someone like, like me or other organizational leaders Regardless Man, of industry. Uh, yeah, no, it's fantastic. I, I think uh, the big patience and understanding, it also really helps that if, if they've been in your exact shoes, I think that's the biggest, biggest thing. Because um, that's just like, they're able to relate on to you on, on such an extreme level. Because like, hey, like, you're able then, because that's what I have in the leaders in front of me, because they, they all started, and I don't know if this, I don't know if this carries over to other, I, I, cause I'm, I'm just, I'm such a sports guy where it's like, I, I can't really, I, I try to I come up with ideas of how other, you know, departments in this country are, 
are developed but like I, sports is it's so internal where it's like you know, the growth that you have it's like mm-hmm. if you come in with this position you're going to have this natural path of growth that leads to whatever that next step is and so all the people in front of me they all started where i am today uh most of them at least so it's like when it comes to conversations that we have when we have you know we have one-on-ones and we have these set times and, and they're always willing to have time put on their calendar it's like if i have questions about like my day-to-day like they know what my day-to-day is mm-hmm. they had it that and that's the that's the biggest thing for me it's like so if you if you have that that's just i mean that, are, that already puts you in such a such a good position because you're able to relate to them exactly what what they experience themselves and it's i think giving them giving you know the advice in the sense of like blending in personal experience because you can't to a a certain extent though because you can't just be like hey this is what i did when i was in your shoes do the same thing because that's not what a leader that's not what a leader is that you can't have maybe that works with someone that is literally a carbon copy of you but that's not going to be the case Mm -hmm. and you know your your job as a leader is adapt to every individual that is under you mm-hmm. in the sense of like the, how you need to, you didn't, you need to understand if they, um, you know, how, how they work, how they, how, if they're, if they're coachable, if they're, if they're teachable and what kind of stuff they, they take to. Cause it's like, if, if you can't just, you know, maybe some of them, you know, it's cause you have the whole thing with like visual learners and, and all the, you know, you have all those different definitions there, but you really need to understand. Cause it's, especially in my position, there's so many of us, like my right. manager, maintains i think he has 20 people directly under him and 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 so on so uh it's in in he finds time to have one-on-one with every single one of us Mm -hmm. like almost on a daily basis so Mm -hmm. taking the time and balancing and finding a way he called me it was actually i'm going to give an example um and this is a prime example of just like putting in the work outside of hours um that the, the last that night that you mentioned for the cirque show when you and I met, um, this was this was an account and this was an experience that like uh, they're very involved in when it mm-hmm. comes to us meeting with clients and, and hearing updates. Um, he that was a that was a late show. Um, I probably was headed home around ten thirty or so that night after the show, mm-hmm. uh, and he uh, he called me to ask me about. It. He wasn't at the event. He would have clocked out that day around five thirty, and and he called me to ask about it because he knew that I'd be I'd be up. He knew that I'd be going home. Um, any wow. other night, this would be, this would be a weird, you know, I'd be like, what are you doing, man? I'm in, I'm in bed, but he knew I was, you know, he knew I was up and, uh, he just, he was like, how'd it go? I'm like, wow. I, I mean, you could have waited till the next day, but he like, he just needed to hear about it and hear the experience. And then it, when it, that led into like, like a 30 minute bonding conversation just out of the blue, like it wow. was just so, it was so, so cool to have. So, I mean, I, I'm very fortunate to have uh, this individual in, in my life and I, I share that with him all the time, but. I mean, that's the, so putting in the effort outside of the hours, knowing how each of your, because if you can't just like, there's no, there's no method that you can just adapt, whether you learn it from a book, whether you look, whether you learn it from a leader that led you, you can't just be like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to apply this to each of my students, to each, to everyone below me, because mm-hmm. that's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's when you're going to have people that, that want to lead because um, it's just no one's going to have the same exact so that's it's tough to adapt that to sure every person i mean that's that's like the biggest thing that kind of i think that really blends into mm-hmm. what you i mean as in a sense for an advice thing for someone that, that that's in this mm-hmm. position right now and already knowing that's how i would want to manage and lead mm-hmm. people in the future mm-hmm. is to take the time to like to learn how people will be coachable um right 
that's you know, the biggest thing. Right. That's awesome, man. And thanks for that. And I'll, and I'll share this with you and share this with our listeners is that that is one of the things that we found in our research, right? Is that it is, leadership is not cookie cutter. And so what we tend to do is to look at those individuals that have either, like yourself, that have either been identified as, as future leaders with potential or even how to develop those leaders. And so that leads to not only just leadership development, but then also at the executive level, level and then also at the management level, and then also at, at organizational level, and it's ongoing with us, right? And then we will go through a program and a process to walk through that leadership step by step. And then we have one-on-one -on -one coaching at the executive level and with those people that have been identified as leaders. But we tailor that and tie that in a way using a person's bent. And what I mean by that is the personality bent. You've probably taken assessments. Listen, I've taken assessments, and no one's ever connected it to um, me as a leader. And that's one of the things that has differentiated um, our organization in how we interact with leaders. Um, and we train that. Sounds right. We train people for that we 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 don't really um we walk beside them and give them guidance based on their values and where they're trying to go so that the experience that you're having right now actually is ongoing and that's pretty interesting that uh, you have the insight to see that it makes you makes you even more of an intriguing <laughs> individual um based on that so thanks for for that it, it allows me to really dig in and uh my heels as a leader and really step up to the plate even more so to have that sort of sort of patience right um based on my own personality profile um but folks you're uh you're with us on another exciting episode of folks unfettered and uh, we are talking to ethan weiss he's the account executive and uh, business development uh with an hb company it's uh representing the Prudential Center and the New Jersey Devils. And it's someone that uh, really impressed me personally uh, in my interactions with him um, to where um, we wanted to invite him as someone that we believe would be a, a, a good example of what a up-and-coming leader actually looks like. And Ethan, we really thank you for your time. If people wanted to get in touch with you and find out more about you and your background, um, I, I take it you have Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Um, what's your favorite method of, of contact? Um, that's a fantastic question. Uh, I would say probably the one most active. I let me let me let's make it uh let's make it professional. I, let's I, mean, like, I think LinkedIn actually is probably the best uh, okay. the best way. I'm not, I'm not too active on the on the socials outside of uh, I mean I, not I'm not active on LinkedIn as as much as I can be. But yeah, LinkedIn just said Ethan Ethan Weiss uh, it's W I. S S Ethan E T H A N. That's probably the best uh, the best okay. place. And if you just if you just look up my name on any other social, you'll find me. I I do, I do enjoy Twitter um, as well. Twitter is a very fun sure. uh, platform. It was something I used a lot in back in my uh, uh, journalism days. I mean, that was an outlet for me to post uh, my content. I mean, I did uh, mm -hmm. I did a lot of video video work back in the day as well, okay. video and photo. So yeah, you'd find me on the on the sidelines of. Uh, of Oregon Duck uh, athletics, and uh, and so I had a good relationship with uh, 
with a lot of the athletes, some that you actually would, you know, you'd recognize the names of, uh, of in some big leagues today, uh, which is very cool. So, wow, um, that is, but yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask you a name drop, but I got to ask a question cause it's burning and I know this is going to throw you for a loop. It may not. How did you get the nickname E-Dub? <laughs> Talk to me about that. How did um, you get that name? I, that's, okay, that's, that's really funny that you <laughs> mentioned that. So <laughs> I, uh, it's, uh, it's, so that, so the, the bio that I sent you over, the one that you're, that you're referring to and that you got all this information for, I, it was right. something that I, I, it, it was something I made for, it was a, it's a, it's a rookie spotlight is what it's considered as. It's something that the devils mm-hmm. have you send over when you start, when you first start, because there's so many people that are in this company. So it's like, they need to have a quick way for everyone, everyone to, to be able to look back on and, you know, get a kind of quick glimpse of, of what a person is like and their hobbies and whatnot. So, and one of them was the nickname thing. And it's kind of weird. It's like, it's like to say what your own nickname is. It's kind of like a funny, a funny thing. So it's like, I, like I've, had so many different nicknames in, in different kind of areas in my life. Like, you know, growing up, it's like people called me just E. Mm-hmm. Um, like in, in high school, there was just, I mean, there was, I mean, Easy E from, you know, I was the late rapper of MWA. That right, was me. I, I right. can't, I can't claim that myself. That was already an individual, but that was something that, <laughs> of the, of, uh, that I've been called. Uh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm embarrassed to saying these. Uh, e Wizzy was something that uh, I had a friend that caused. So it's like, it depended on the person, the time and place. Um, E-Dub came about and it actually hasn't, it's something that um, it actually people at my work now just call me Weiss, um, just go by last name. But um, E-Dub was, a, a, that was, I had a manager with the Seattle Mariners whose name was also Ethan. And they were like, well, we need to fix this. We can't have two Ethans. Um, so they just, they just kind of mushed uh, Ethan and my last name together, E-W. And oh, E-Dub, gotcha. Okay. Okay. E-Dub, yeah, okay. a long-winded story, but that's no, how no, that's okay. Down, so. No, thanks for sharing. That's yeah. funny. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna ask you a question because I know you and I talked about this. So you were a Marvel fan, which is yes, which is awesome, man. I've been a Marvel yes. fan for longer than I would actually like to share with anyone. But uh, oh, good. No, and I still am, yeah. and I still am a Marvel <laughs> fan. Um, yep. But in the spirit of our conversation, because you are a fan of of uh, Marvel, and specifically, you're a fan of Avengers: Endgame. Which character do you most identify with, and which one would you consider an excellent leader? And there's oh a gosh. third part of the question: If you, within your organization, you can name call if you want to, uh, play a, a game with us, connect that leader to to a Marvel character based on the leadership style. <laughs> okay. Without uh, getting yourself in trouble, by the way. Sure. No, no, no. I, I like that. Uh, right. Oh, this is fun. I, yeah, when I saw this on the outline, I was like, oh gosh, I can't wait for this to come up. Uh, <laughs> I, I do. I am obsessed with Marvel. Uh, I, I, I would proudly consider myself as a Marvel nerd. Um, I, I definitely like it's, uh, there, there's a, there's a whole level of fandom. It's like, there's people that, that have been reading the comics for years and years. I'm mm-hmm. more so Marvel canon. I've, I've been a big fan of the, of the MCU since it came back in 2008 with Iron Man and that mm-hmm. being released back then. But um, gosh, I mean, if I had to pick um, someone that I identify myself, was it myself, and then the one that's a leader, and then and then connecting with one yes, of my leaders? Yes, is that what the, yeah, the three? So the first one is which character do gotcha. you most identify with? Okay, um, I would say whom I most identify with. Oh man, um, I'm gonna go with Ant Man. Okay, I, uh, and that's maybe that's more so just my man crush on Paul Rudd. Um, I think that was just an amazing, <laughs> an amazing hire. And ama- I, Ant Man, his story—it's it's it's a little newer 
in the in the Marvel franchise. Yeah, not, they you know, it's not, that. it's not a it's not a it's not a, you know it's 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 not your Iron Man. It's not your Spider Man. It's not a name that like people incorporate with Stan Lee in the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. But um, he it's just I think his uh, his wit and his it's just, he's someone that it's I mean, he's a very funny very funny character that is I mean a, com- a comic relief in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would I would consider myself as that uh, I, I like to find myself as a as a funny individual I, I would at least hope so people would share that same uh, idea with so I, I would say Ant-Man um, for that one there um, that's, awesome. yeah, that's Paul Rudd for sure um, as for the I mean I think this one's a no-brainer I think in the sense of like which character is the best leader um, that's I mean it's Captain America and mm-hmm. that's just I, I would either say maybe them or Iron Man because mm-hmm. Iron Man is the one that brings everyone together gosh I feel like such a <laughs> such a loser such a nerd for just going deep into this right now no but, dude you didn't, no no I it's fantastic it. no I, I love it <laughs> you're right um, no Captain right no you're absolutely right America. no I'm I'm like you I'm with canon and and um you know that's uh we'll share that after after your third question and and, and why I asked the question but um sure. Uh, yeah, I think you're right about Captain America being the leader, and, and you know if yeah. if you're MCU canon, he pretty much was the leader um, during the Avengers. But uh, and then the last one is um, connect those leaders to different char- Marvel characters based on their leadership style, or personality style, with someone within your organization. And which um, one would you follow? It's interesting. Which one would I? Follow? Yeah, like would you follow okay. Iron Man? Would you follow Captain America? Would you, you yeah. Know, um, God, that is fantastic. It's something that you never, you never would think about in your just ordinary day. But now it's something I won't ever forget. When I see this person next time, I'm gonna be like, Hey, I, I talked about, you, I talked about you in the sense of which Marvel character you are. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, I think the my manager right might right directly above me. Um, he, he's more of a. I actually actually we recently had a manager um that left a few months ago, mm-hmm. and so that he's more of an interim kind of guy that stepped in and has a larger role in the company, but. He's been he's been our manager for the past couple months. Um, I he, he's for sure Iron Man. I think he is like the it's the it's the dry humor. It's the uh, um, it's someone who he's like he, he's your he's your best buddy. He he's also but he's a, he's a, he's a family man. Iron Man becomes a big family man at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's a fantastic leader. I mean, he he's able to have both both sides of it. Um, he's it's it's he's he's yeah very I mean, the dry humor for sure maybe selfish at some points but because mm-hmm. that's what i mean but then the trajectory of the character and his growth towards the end it's like maybe you meet him at first and it's like oh I, you know who knows about this guy but it's like oh my gosh once you get to know him it's just he's he really really becomes the leader that you need um i think that's a be a perfect um comparison there yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know here's you know we're, i know we're making fun and i knew i knew you were excited about that question and you know here's why i asked it is, you know, Stanley was a huge influence uh, on me in my life growing up, right? And so one of the things that uh, I found that resonated with me with Marvel was that they they took this idea of flawed individuals or people that have been sort of disenfranchised in a certain way, and they really, through Stan's um, writing and drawing, he and Jack Kirby, and if you want to, well, I can nerd out on you in a heartbeat, they really begin to ask very important questions, which at the time you don't realize as a kid, but they're very value-based questions, such as what's right from wrong, um, good and evil, um, the concept of always questioning and asking questions, leadership, which we didn't know that at the time, how to work as a team, 
Um, and so their characters weren't, um, they were flawed. They were, they, their lives weren't perfect. A lot of times they they became superheroes out of, out of uh, tragedy in a way, right? And how yeah, do you yeah. handle that? And so I found that to resonate with me on a real world perspective. And that's why I asked that question is because I would identify with certain characters, right? Uh, Wolverine in one sense, um, you know, Bruce Banner, the Hulk in another. Um, mm-hmm. And those things really sort of influenced my idea of what it meant to, you know, have values and stand for something and, and really try to be more inclusive and exciting and inviting. They even talk about, you know, multi-generational superheroes, right? Because you've got, you know, the Young Avengers and then you've got, you know, sidekicks, Captain America had Bucky, you know? Um, and so it really began this idea of passing on the mantle. And we find that in Avengers Endgame, which is an offshoot of the Infinity, of the Infinity Gauntlet, which uh, I believe Jim Starling did that, um, where Thanos came in to sort of, you know, be Thanos, right? So that's why I asked that question, because it was important to me and to see that that was one of your favorite movies. I wanted to know how that resonated with you. And then discovering you were a Marvel fan just gave me a few minutes just to geek out with you. So Love it. So that, I love that, it. That's what that was about. Um, lastly, I'm going to ask you uh, overall, um, what's your why? And I know we hear that a lot. But what, 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 what gets you... What inspires you? What what makes you do what it is that you do? Um, because every time I've seen your engagement, you're very enthusiastic, very upbeat. You're looking for solutions, um, like like at least the way you were dealing with me and my organization was. You're looking for a solution, you, you know, to try to help um, help me one make a decision, and then two represent your organization in a way that's consistent with their values, and so. So where does that come from? Does that come from your family life? Is it something you were taught as a child? Um, um, just what's, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Yeah, um, I think it really, I mean, this, yeah, that's a great question. It's such a large one, but I think it's an, it's an easy answer for me. It really, I mean, I, I, I started this uh, at the beginning of this, uh, of this podcast with talking about St. Paul in that that small town that I that I originate from, it's something that I'm I'm very proud of um, in in multiple senses. I mean, I you know it's a have an interesting relationship with with the town. It's something where it's like I I knew that I, I was I was different that I had different kind of it's 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 something where it's it's your very typical. I mean, I, I compare it to what is it um, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're familiar, of course, with the with the television show and the and the and that fantastic movie, um, but on on a very 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 small scale. I mean, Friday Night Lights. That's a huge huge town in Texas. This is, it's 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 it was it's high school. It's religion. It or sorry, it's it's high school football. It's it's religion. Mm-hmm. It's it's farming, and it's just it's centuries of of you know last names that stay and and you don't leave, and your job is to take over mm-hmm. uh, your family business. That's kind of mm-hmm. what. St. Paul was uh, was all about, and I'm I'm going to be very proud of it for my entire life, and I'm be proud to go home to it as you know as 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 I as I grow old and, and have family that remains there. Um, but it was something where it's, I always knew that I wanted to be somewhere different and just do something that I felt was was greater than than I could achieve out there. 
Um, and this is never, a, you know, this is never a, a diss or it's never a, you know, like, I, I feel better and, and stronger than, than what I could have done out there. I just, I just feel like I was meant to do something uh, larger than what I could have been in a, in a different role out there. So right. that's, it's, it's my why. Cause it's, I, I did it and I, and I'm silly. I mean, I, I shouldn't say I did it. I, I'm beginning to do it. You're I made the first it. step. Right. I'm doing it actively. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I made the first step and just, just doing that in, in moving and getting a job out here. Cause it's like, I could have been like my fellow colleagues that mm-hmm. were burnt out after the first four months of the role. And I was very, I was, I was lucky enough to have the success that I did early on. And, and that's what led me to, to my promotion and, and having this, you know, and taking this, you know, the next step in my right. career as early as I did, which was fantastic. And I mean, obviously that's, you know, it's, it's something that I generated myself. Like I wasn't going to come out here and, and waste my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, I think that's all because of the same point. I mean, that's my why is like, that's I came amazing. out here. It's like, I, I, you know, it's, it's something where it's like, I, I wasn't running away from something, but it's like, it's a place that I, I didn't, it's like, I would be defeated if, if this didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I, I had that, like, I had this thing behind me in the rear mirror and it's like, I wanted to get further and further away, but always remain there in, in a small sense. Cause like I said, it's like, I love coming home for the holidays and my parents will be there. And it's my younger siblings, as I mentioned, they're in school right now. And it's, it's very exciting to hear their lives. But I hope they have, you know, similar trajectories where it's whatever they find in, you know, whatever they value. I hope they do it. Cause sometimes you kind of get trapped into it. Sometimes right. you, it's like, you don't really sure. think it's like, cause I, I have a lot of individuals and friends that like, I know they could have maybe done something more someday, but they're very content with, you know, they're with what they're doing. And that's completely fine. It's just something that I, I wasn't going to do. So it's, I had the, I had that fear factor of like, if this doesn't work out, then I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, and I made it work and it's, I, I've done, you know, and I, so I woke up every day and I, I worked as hard as I could. And, and, you know, I I did something, it's like, I, I didn't want to ever be in the group and I didn't ever want to be in the crowd. I wanted to be, above the crowd in front of the crowd. I wanted to be that person that, that did something different than the person next to me. Cause it's like, we, like I mentioned, 24 people started at the same time. It's mm-hmm. like, none of us, none of them, we had different backgrounds. Sure. But like, we're all, we all have the same story. It's like, we want to be, you know, professionals in, in sports. Like that's what we're here to do. Right. Um, and I, I attribute my success to kind of my background of, of where I came from and, and how I wanted to be kind of above that in a, in a sense. So, that's really my my why. I mean, I, I have a very, mm-hmm. um, you know, delicate relationship with with everything intertwined, positive and, and negative. But I, I really value my experience and mm-hmm. kind of my story that I'm able to tell because of it. Wow, thank you for sharing that, folks. You have, uh, really? you have, uh, wow, that you you really just uh, stumped me there. I didn't expect such a such a uh, well thought out answer. Um, ah. So I really thank you. For I, pre- that. I appreciate that. Yeah, no appreciate problem. That. Um, Folks, you have been uh, with us on this uh, episode of Folks Unfettered. We have been having a conversation with Ethan Weiss. He's the account executive of business development um, for the New Jersey Devils. He um, is uh, able to be contacted on social media, uh, LinkedIn. Um, You look for him in E-T-H-A-N-W-Y-S-S. For more information about him and to follow his journey, I strongly encourage you to to do that uh, and if you have are in the new york new jersey actually if you're anywhere to be honest um send them an email uh, at e-t-h-a-n-w-y-s-s at newjerseydevils.com it's ethan weiss at newjerseydevils.com 
he doesn't just represent the New Jersey, the New Jersey Devils, as I found out. Um, he also handles um, the events for the Prudential Center. So if you are a, a business owner, if you're an individual that's looking for something exciting and fun to do uh, for yourself and your employees, um, reach out to Ethan Weiss at NewJerseyDevils.com. Have a conversation with him. You will get nothing but excellent care. Uh, you will have an engaged professional account executive who actually um, who actually is someone that uh, is, is quite an interesting story. I think for those of us that are a little bit more seasoned, we can relate to that story, and you can really feel the energy that this young man has to, to not only positively impact himself, um, impact the community that he's chosen to reside in and work in, but also a, a fine representation of um, St. Paul, Oregon. Ethan, thank you for your time today. And thank you for, uh, I think our relationship is just going to go on even outside of the podcast. Um, thank you for being a part of our Alchemy of Leadership series. Is there any final thoughts that you would like to leave our listeners with? I mean, it's just, it's really been, a, you know, to have an outlet to share this. I mean, you do a great thing here. I mean, I, I've, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to, like I meant, you know, I've known you for the, for the few months now, and I've listened to a handful of your episodes and the, the people that you brought on. Uh, and I'm, I'm honored to, to be a part of this experience and be able to share this in a, you know, in a certain me, uh, medium. And I hope, uh, you know, I hope people had a good time and, and stuck around and not sure what they, uh, you know, what people could have taken from this, but I hope it's, uh, I hope it was a good listen. And I'm, uh, it's been, right. it's been a pleasure, been a pleasure being here so far. No, no I, problem. I really appreciate it. You yeah. know, yeah. And it has to be determined. Right. And, and so one of the things that I'm really, really excited about, uh, you're, you're, you're a friend of the channel. So anytime that you have something you want to talk about that's near and dear to your heart, absolutely. You and I will have that conversation. Um, yeah. you're someone, uh, that I believe that has a very bright future regardless of what you choose to do um, with solid foundation and values. And, and so uh, you are, you're encouraging and inspiring me just to, um, to be better and do better. So thank you for your time appreciate today. That. And you and I will talk soon. Really appreciate that, Gene. Take no care. Problem. Thank you, Ethan. You too. Bye-bye.